You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. Building the future on the field and in Jack London Square. It's now time to go inside the bill for an in-depth look at what it takes to build the most unique and creative ballpark in sports history. This is The Build. Well, it's now time for another edition of The Build here on A's Cast, powered by TuneIn. We're here with the president of your Oakland Athletics, Dave Cavill. And what's been happening since the last time we talked? Well, we've been having more votes, positive votes, you know, up at the state uh, assembly house, which has been great. And we have a huge vote coming up with the Port Commission on Monday, the 13th of May. Um, And so this is something that we've been working on for almost a year with the Port Commission to identify the economic terms under which we would buy and lease certain parts of Howard Terminal for our ballpark. So it's a big day for us, and we're excited to move it forward. That's interesting. So you would buy some of it and have to lease some of it. Yeah, because some of it is in the Tidelands Trust, so that means it's really controlled by the state of California. And that land, kind of like AT&T Park, has to be leased. You can't buy it. You know, it's owned by the state. And we have to put the ballpark in that part of the site. And so it's really important that we kind of set the right lines and make sure that we parcelize the the area in the correct way so it can be properly put together in a real neighborhood for that part of Oakland. So that's that's why it takes a little longer, but it's something that's important for its long-term success. You know, the last time we were talking, we were talking about the huge vote you had in Sacramento that you won, then the huge vote here for, for looking at the Coliseum yeah. site. Yeah, How big is this one on Monday? Well, I think for the ballpark, this is one of the biggest ones we've had because it really shows that us and the Port are on the same page and they're the owner of most of the property. So you really have to have an agreement with them. You know, kind of like think back to the Peralta era where we never could really get the Laney College folks on that same page. This with the Port is a solid indication that that's possible, that they feel that the economics make sense, that we've dealt with some of the challenges on the maritime side and really created a project that's a win-win for everyone. And so. Um, for us, we feel it's a critical interim step. It's, we're not all the way there, but it's something we're going to continue to build on as we move through the process to 2023 opening. It's amazing how many players there are in this thing. When you think of all the politics, the union, I mean, everything that you have to go through and deal with, it's just it, it, it's it's so impressive that you have to get so many people involved. Well, and, you know, a project of this scale, this is one of the biggest projects for the city. And so we need to do everything we can to do it responsibly, to do it in an open and transparent way. That's why things like my office hours, the ability to interact with the different community groups, 24 community workshops. 18 different salons on different issues. These are things that have been really important in informing our plan to make sure that it's going to be successful and to make sure that people feel like it's theirs, that it's not just something that the A's are pushing down, that it's bubbling up from underneath. And that I saw that in San Jose with the earthquakes. We did a very similar thing. And when we didn't do that, it was more challenging. And so we're really going to focus on that as a guiding principle of the project. And for Monday, you can check out wearerooted.com to get all the information as it's going to be important to have 
A's fans show up at noon on Monday. Yeah, elected uh, officials, whether it's port commissioners or city council members, they need to see that the community wants this project. And I know there's a lot of ballpark fatigue out there where people are concerned, like, how many more votes are there? But, like, this is a very important one. Our fans, you know, can really make a big difference by showing up to the rally and also by even going to the website. We are rooted and you can register and then actually send an email to all the elected officials that you think this is a good project. And those types of support really matters. And so it's just something for people to get involved and engage in a real way. As my late mother used to say, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It's true. I mean, you have to, we have to show and demonstrate the importance of this project. And it really is. It's consequential, not just for the A's, but for the entire East Bay. And with two projects, one in the East and one in the West, it shows how important this can be to the region, to the 510. You know, we have 510 day tonight. This is what it's all about. You know, this team is taking a leadership role across our community, and it's something we're very proud of, and we only can do that with the support of our fans. You know, we went live today on A's Cast, and Taj Deshambe was on with yeah. me, and, you know, he's from this area, and we were talking about, you know, the bottom line is what this is going to mean for the community and how people are not yet have their arms wrapped around the fact that Raiders are leaving. Yep. Warriors are leaving. Yep. You are going to be the, or we are going to be the only professional team left. Oh yeah, it's and and I think until it happens, it's hard to kind of realize what that means. You know, I saw that growing up in Cleveland when the Browns left, oh, yeah. the impact that had on small business owners, people with jobs, and just the even psyche of the city um, to lose a professional sports team. And so, in losing two, and then really focusing here on the A's. We have a great sense of responsibility to step up and, and really be the East Bay's team, and we want to do that in an effective way and in an authentic way. And, you know, when we were kids, also the Baltimore Colts. Remember how big oh, – with the Mayflower? The, yeah. yeah, they left in the Mayflower, yeah, mm -hmm. Ursay and the whole thing. And so, you know, that was a crazy experience. And I think, you know, with us and our role here in Oakland and 51 years of history in this community and all the amazing players and the impact that we've had on, on this area, you know – this is a critical inflection point for us as a club. And I, and I think about the Oakland A's because, I mean, you, you think about the Warriors. They were the San Francisco Warriors. Then they, you know, then they became the Golden State Warriors, not repping Oakland. The Raiders left for Los Angeles. Then they came back. Now they're going to Las Vegas. There's been one team that has always been about Oakland, and that is the Oakland Athletics since 1968. Yeah, and it's right across our chest, Oakland. You know, you see it today on the jerseys they have, the Kelly Green jerseys, Oakland, rooted in Oakland. You see, in the, cut into the grass tonight, Clay Wood, our amazing groundskeeper, rooted. You know, these are the types of things that they're not just symbols. They're, they're real signposts of who we are, our identity as an organization. And so we want to make sure that we celebrate that and maybe even focus even a little more on it now with the other things that are happening around us. By the way, do you know how they did that in the outfield? I saw the machine yeah. and it's GPS and everything. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. I actually interviewed the guy today for the pregame show, Pete Davis from New Ground Technology in Pleasanton. It's just the high pressure air. Cause I was like, how did they do that with a lawnmower? No, that's not how they did it. No, it's not quite a lawnmower, but I will tell you that it looks great and it's a really fun thing. And it's amazing the technology they have these days. What's it like for you on a night like this to have so many people? And I think a lot of people are coming to the ballpark for the first time this year, and they get to see all the great stuff you've done with the ballpark. Well, it's not your father or mother's coliseum. You know, we've added so many different things, whether it's the expanded championship plaza with the food trucks, 
the treehouse, the stomping ground, the new kids zone, the new seating options. You know, the place is, is very different. And that's important because, you know, fans expect a good experience and we want to provide the best we can now before we move into the new building. And we also want to test out what people like and then create opportunities for that in a bigger way at our new venue at the waterfront. Yeah, I like that idea because we already know Treehouse works. Some type of like sports bar where you can still watch the game works. I wish a stomping ground was around when my kids were younger. How perfect is that to where you got a safe place for your kids. You can have a libation. You can watch the game. It's like something, the way you've done these things, it's like perfect. And I could see so many of these things in a new ballpark. Oh, and we're going to do it. And we're going to find areas where maybe they're not as good too. And like, you know, we tried something and we're going to slightly change it. We can modify it. And we appreciate all the fan input and feedback. And when I walk around the stadium and talk to people, I, I like when people say, even if it's not working, to know, hey, this is something maybe we could do slightly better. Or at the new ballpark, if you could do this part, you know, make sure you could have a larger open area with real grass for kids. Great. We'll try to incorporate that. That could be awesome. You know, the one thing that, you know, following you through your career in Avaya Stadium and, you know, living in San Jose, knowing that what you did with Avaya Stadium is really the same thing what you're doing here. It's a two-part project. It's just not, hey, we're leaving and we're going to build a stadium. You're also going to redo this area. You did something similar down in San Jose. Yeah, we had multiple sites there as well. And we had a development around, um, you know, called Coleman Highline. And we in, enhanced the infrastructure and, and things like access to Caltrain and, and things of that nature and the bus service. And so, like, those were things that have had a lasting positive impact on the South Bay. And we want to do the same thing here in Oakland. It's, it's bigger than baseball. It's more than a ballpark. And if we play our cards right and we partner with the right stakeholders, you know, this can be something that's truly special and that has long-term, you know, generational positive impacts for our community and i think about the ballpark it'll really be the first ballpark that when the season's over it's not like bye-bye this is going to be a place you can go 365 it's a public park on the roof (laughs) with some of the best views in the entire bay area and you get your steps in you get a view of the sunset i mean who doesn't want to go there and you know people have been coming to the waterfront for you know whatever millennium and you know to reactivate the oakland waterfront that's really been kind of dead for a generation or longer this is really a great moment for for our city. You know, the, the 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 guys traveling with the team will tell you all the time if they've been around long enough is that these new ballparks like you can project what you think the economic impact's going to be, but I think a perfect example is Oracle Park. I think they had no clue how much that was truly going to change the area. That's the thing. It's like you can show numbers saying this is going to be great, but really in the end, it makes it even better than what you even think it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times they can be conservative in the way they approach these things. And I know, you know, I was living at Potrero Hill in San Francisco when the ballpark went in, um, Oracle Park. Um, and so it, it had a tremendous impact on that area. And you can see it now. It's just it's like night and day. And it's something the jobs and economic vitality that comes with that. We can have the same thing here in Oakland. And we just need to plan right. And we need to take the necessary steps and get that shovel in the ground by 2021. Oh, I absolutely love it. Alameda Labor Council. What do we have going there? Well, that's a big moment. So we got the endorsement of 134 unions, over 100,000 members across a wide variety of different areas, whether it's manufacturing, the trades, you know, different unions, operating unions. These are people who really are endorsing our project because we're providing living wage jobs and we're gonna provide really 
um, economic stimulus for them and their members. And so that's that's a really big deal. And we appreciate their support. Liz Ortega, who is the leader of that. Um, and it's something that means a lot for our project. And I think will carry a lot of weight, obviously, with the city council and the poor commissioners as well. Well, that's one thing that I'm really sad. You know, over the years, having covered the Warriors, the Raiders, a lot of people around here who work at the stadium and work at the arena are not going to go over to San Francisco. Clearly, they're not going to go to Vegas. There's a lot of people who have relied on this paycheck for many years. They're losing that check. That's why I think also just 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 to talk about how giving people still a job that, you know, because they're losing income. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, that we can step in and be a stronger force for new job opportunities for residents of the East Bay and Oakland, especially our commitment to local hire and making sure that our project helps the people living in Oakland right now, that it's for them and they can get these jobs. That's really, really important for us. That's really a guiding principle of our project. It's part of our community benefits agreement that we're uh, we want to ad- advocate and so that's really, you know, critical to our success. And then you still have the potential of the jobs here where you talked about not getting the arena. So you're still bringing in acts. We talk about like concerts and Disney on ice. And then what else possibly would be here that, that could help people well, from Oakland? Well, here in the Coliseum, you know, you can have things like affordable housing, market rate housing, grocery stores, obviously the public park and the adaptive reuse of the actual Coliseum itself, uh, Urban Youth Academy. This area is 140 acres, really in a critical location. And I think it can be developed in a way, especially with all the input we've received from the community that serves this community, but also is a catalyst for growth in the East Bay. And that's something that that is part of our vision for this area. I think about when you keep this field for these kids, right? You think of some of the greatest players in the history of baseball and the greatest players in the history of the NFL have played on this field. And to think that someday you're going to have kids playing on this field is really one of the coolest things I can think of. Well, that's how you tie it all together. And that's how you inspire that next generation and allow them to be on that field and to experience and and really be, you know, um, excited about being that next generation. And we can do that right here at at the future Coliseum, which we're really proud of. So we need to make sure everybody gets out on, on Monday at noon. We are rooted.com, and you can get all the information. There's going to be food. Uh, Dallas Braden's going to be firing up the crowd. I'm going to be hosting live, A's cast live. It's going to be an A's party, but we truly need all of you to get out there because it's so key to show support. That's the number one thing right now is you guys are doing everything behind the scenes. It's us A's fans really got to show up to support everything you guys are doing behind the scenes. And it really matters what I would tell people. Like, these are critical moments for our success and people showing that they care that they want the A's in Oakland for many years to come is going to help the process and that's going to happen Monday with our big rally at noon at Jack Leonard Square and a ballpark that we'll be able to call the best ballpark in all of baseball absolutely and with some of the best views you see in the world so it's going to be an iconic location an incredible park a park in a park with the park on the roof um, and something that we can really be proud of keep it rolling and we'll see you on Monday all right let's make it happen This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.